This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Mother's Day is May 12th. And in advance, Sona, happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you, You're Conan. a terrific mom, and your kids are here today with Did us. you get me a present? I'm Well, it's not May 12th yet, but oh. I'm getting you one. Okay, thank yeah. you. Well, guess what? Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price category or browse curated gift lists ranging from for the mom who has everything to the gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. I, I like when you can so go by easy. price because I can go right down to the bottom. Oh, <laughs> Get lines of something for a dollar. Sorry, baby. Oh. <laughs> Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, and the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Oh, yeah. Shop now at Macy's.com slash gift finder. And happy Mother's Day, moms. Mm. Hi, my name is Jesus Nice, and I feel like a diversity hire about being Conan O'Brien's friend. <laughs> 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 Hi, my name is the Kid Mero, and I feel semi-aroused about being Conan O'Brien's friend. He's a tall man with a beautiful head of hair. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello there and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, joined by my ever-present and trusty assistant, Sonam Obsession. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, ever-present is a pretty that low was, bar. Uh, That's a God. very low bar. You're just <laughs> present often. Uh, and Matt Gorley, how are you, Matt? Good. I'm ever-precious. <laughs> okay. That was a mistake. That's something you're going to regret. <laughs> I know. Um, that was a word fart. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I um, we have a wonderful show today. We're going to have a very good show. Yeah. Very excited about our guest, but I do have a complaint to register. Okay. Which oh. is we were recording uh, yesterday here in the podcast space uh, here at uh, Earwolf Studios on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. Right. I walked in and the first thing I said when I walked into the studio was, oh my God, it really smells bad in here. Okay. And Sam, you came out, right? Yeah. Yes, it you is. You came out and you were like, oh, I don't smell anything. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I am not an odor sensitive person. My wife smells everything. I don't, I don't pick up on scents, but I was like, no, it is powerful. This smells like a New York subway stop. Come this sounds like a 14. It really did. It smelled bad. And I'm it saying all this. Not. Hold on. And I'm saying all of this. And you're there the whole time, Sonia, and you're going, huh, really? 
I don't smell anything. And I'm like, yeah, it smells bad. It smells. And then I said, it smells like old urine in here. You said it smells like old urine and cleaning chemicals. Yes. And, and Sona cl- said, that's crazy. And Sona said, that's crazy. And then there Thanks, was a pause Sam. and Sona said, thank you, Sam. And then Sona said, oh, my dog Oki just urinated right next to where you're sitting about 20 minutes ago. So, so yes, in the Earwolf studio. So you, you brought your dog, Oki, and Oki, yes. and you said, he never does that. My question is, the dog urinates. You see it happen. Your husband, who I love, Tack, immediately finds some cleaning chemicals and tries to get it up. Yes. Okay, out of the yes. rug. Then I go sit in that same spot, and I'm saying, what is that smell? Yeah. And you're going, I don't know. What do you smell? And I'm saying, I don't know. It really smells like urine and cleaning chemicals. And you said, that's crazy. Pause. <laughs> oh, my dog urinated there. 15 minutes ago. So what were you doing? Were you trying to hope that I would move on to a different topic? No, we're first of all, we're in Hollywood, which just does smell like urine. In general. <laughs> We're indoors in Hollywood. It I'm, smells like urine outside. And, and ladies and gentlemen, it really does smell like urine. Just walk on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's true. Each yeah. star uh, is has been urinated on uh, over the years. <laughs> yeah, that's how they christen them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not a real star till someone is urinated on it. Yeah. The star themselves has to urinate on the oh, star. That, yes. The star has to, the star himself, Dorothy Dandridge, had to go herself and urinate on her star. Look. I just So what were you doing? Were you were you lying to me? No, I wasn't lying to you. I didn't know if that's what it was because she I said it smells like urine. It smells like urine and your dog had just urinated there and you're thinking maybe it's different urine than the urine I just saw shoot out of my dog's dick. Under the rug? First of all, she's a girl, so... It... Well, then why does she have a dick? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your dog does have a penis. Also, Tack cleaned it right away. He, like, got found, like, a carpet cleaner and Well, apparently it. he didn't, because, first of all, you know, urine famously just doesn't come out okay. of a rug. And she let you sit there. It was about four hours. I was sitting there for a while, and it was, and it really stank up the whole room. It didn't stink up the whole room. Oki does not normally pee on a carpet. She she's very well trained. Right. She's been through a lot. She had an infection. What do you mean been we through were, a lot? She's what been did, through a lot. I didn't realize Oki was in the Korean War. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oki's been through a lot. She had a vet appointment yesterday because she had a little infection on her cheek. And so she was going through a lot. And so it's just, it wasn't even visible to the eye. I know, but we felt it and we knew it. She was going I tried a lot. to feel for it. I felt nothing. Okay. You know what? No. Oki went through a lot. I think her peeing just a little bit on the rug was just a small little thing she was doing. And okay. it's fine. It doesn't smell like pee now. The bigger point was you watched me sit there in a chair in the Earwolf lobby saying, I smell urine, I'm telling you, I smell urine. And you knew that your dog had urinated on that very spot just previously, and you played dumb. I was embarrassed for her. I was uh, embarrassed for myself. Yeah. And so I just, I, I was And you really, did what? What do you mean? So you kind of just- I was hoping you would have just, you would just move on, but you literally talked about it for a really yes! long time. To the Guilty. point where I just had to eventually be like, yeah, okay. Guilty as it. charged. So uh, Sam, wouldn't you say that that's a guilty <laughs> verdict on your part? I would say it's a guilty verdict and not an apology. Yeah. What the hell, Thank Sam? Thank you, Sam. Oh, I love Sam. this Sam guy. Fuck you, Sam. Sam, uh, oh, by the way, doesn't... Oh, God. Oh, Sam, you can reply I, to that. I have to say it. I got to defend you, Sona, because uh, I, I never smelt it during that session. Thank you. From home. 
you were home. <laughs> I'm just saying I never smelled anything. I was here. You were not here in the Earwolf Studios. You I'm bastard. Just saying, I didn't. I couldn't smell anything. There was Sam, no uh, I defend you. Um, you're a great audio technician, engineer. Oh, uh, any other things you want me to throw in there? A podcaster extraordinaire, and I think a brilliant man. And uh, finally, a voice of reason around here because Matt <laughs> always defends Sona no matter if Sona threw a torch at the Hindenburg and it exploded, Matt nice would say, toss. I didn't see anything or a nice toss. That was overhand, not underhand. Yeah. Um, but We're s- allies. And Sona would That's go, right. I did throw a torch, but I don't think it's related. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Sam. <laughs> Sam, just, Sam, you know what? Did you have anything to do with the Hindenburg explosion, Sona? I don't think so, no. Oh, were you holding a torch? Uh, yeah, but what's your point? Did you throw it at the Hindenburg as it docked in Lakehurst, New Jersey in 1936? Okay, we get what's it. You know point? about the Hindenburg. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know history. I know exactly where it was. Look at me slide that bit of information in to let you know that I, I know things. I guess you showed me. Me and my book reading. I should be ashamed of myself. Our guest today is a wonderful actress who's <laughs> just uh, fresh off her star tour. Give and, some uh, details. You know, I will say, where the Hindenburg please, Sona, don't you have a dog to squeeze urine out of? What? Okay, that's onto, not how onto dogs a, pee Onto work. a rug. Uh, there's no good transition here. I'm just going to say it. My guests today are the hosts of the very popular Bodega Boys podcast, as well as the Showtime series, Desus and Miro, which airs Sundays and Thursdays at 11 p.m. They also have a New York Times bestselling book, God Level Knowledge Darts, Life Lessons from the Bronx, which is available now. I'm thrilled to talk to these gentlemen today. Desus and Miro, welcome. First of all, congratulations on everything that's been happening to you for a while now. Now you've got a book, too, God Level, mm-hmm. Knowledge Darts, yeah. uh, reading this book. Uh, I love it. I'll also freely admit there are moments where I'm lost. I don't know what you're talking about because uh, <laughs> I'm not as knowledgeable, let's say, about <sighs> the Bronx, maybe as you guys are. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm this uh, Boston asshole uh, who, who grew up watching Red Sox games and was told that if I ever went to Yankee Stadium, I believe this, I was told in fifth grade, if I ever went to uh, Yankee Stadium to see a Yankee game and I wore a Red Sox cap, I'd be murdered. They told me that. (laughs) And in fifth grade, we believed it. They said, oh, yeah, they just murder Red Sox fans and the New York police, they don't prosecute. They just let it so that... And I believe, and it's true, right? It's, it, yeah, no, it's it, used to, it used to be true. I mean, back when this was a good city, back before de Blasio ruined everything, you know, you used, used to be able to, used to be able to murder a Red Sox fan. Well, good old Rudy was in charge, you know. Uh, well, yeah. no, I'm talking about. I'm older than you guys. I'm talking about 70s, like about, 1977. Oh. Son of Sam is loose. Uh, oh, it's yeah. that era of Yankees, and I was told. I watched the movie The Warriors, and I thought it was a documentary. <laughs> I, I saw gang, gangs running around dressed as mimes and carrying baseball bats and killing people. And I thought, yeah. we thought that's really what New York City was. At that time, people were just setting fires all over New York City and getting away with it. So you weren't that far off. No, but the know? part that, blo- that that bothered me was there was a gang of mimes. I'm sorry, they had white paint on. They were mimes, and they carried baseball. Bets and they were dressed as New York Yankees. And the fact that I believe. 
believe that when I was in fifth grade. Uh, well, that just took things to a whole new level for me. That gang went on to become UCB. So you know, <laughs> like, it all worked out. That's right. I recognize Amy Poehler was in there and Matt Fester. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I, I, <laughs> most good improv started uh, as gang culture, right? It's true. It a is true. A lot of people don't yes. know that. Bronx and Brooklyn West, uh, East Side gangs and uh, East Coast gangs turned into what we now know as improvisation and improvisation groups. That's in the director's cut of West Side Story. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Criterion collection. That's the, <laughs> that's the West Side Story I want to see. There was yeah. a whole, you have to understand, my era, uh, I will be very open with you guys. I am a 58 year old uh, white woman, and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> always in a state of transition. And um, I watched uh, the, uh, what's it, damn it, uh, the Death Wish movies. And oh, so, and they're really fun to watch. Then later on, I lived in New York in the I worked in the lived in New York in the '80s. I lived in Williamsburg for a bit when it wasn't cool to live there. But then yeah. I lived in New York in the '90s and 2000s when New York just started to become super fancy. And mm-hmm. I would still watch the Death Wish movies that I had watched as a kid. And there are these moments where Charles Bronson says things like, "I tell you, it's murder out there." And someone will say, "I don't think New York's so bad," and he'll say. You ever try and walk on 72nd in Amsterdam after 11 o'clock at night? And I think, yeah, yeah I went there. I went there last night and <laughs> I got a bubble tea. <laughs> I know. I, right? <laughs> I got a bubble tea. I got a bubble tea. And then I had just an, like an amazing latte. What are exactly. you talking about? So, uh, yeah, I had a, I had a skewed vision uh, uh, of New York. So that's on me. Yeah, that's totally on me. New York is it's, it's still kind of wild, though. Like, you know what I mean? The, at the, a lot of people don't know this. At the Bronx Zoo, there's actually no cages or moats or anything. The animals just roam free. So you, <laughs> you could, you could get mauled by a tiger. You know Guys, you know what? Like, it's an interactive. I th- see what they're doing. It's, it makes it an interactive zoo. I think that's yeah. what they're going for. Yeah. It's, so it's free range. You know? around everywhere, you know? Maybe two, two, two yes. or three pit bulls. In there. <laughs> <laughs> the best them. part is like you get people nowadays, and they're like, "Wow, New York is going back to how it was in the '80s." You're like, "It is not. No, we're not it's even. Not. We're not, not even. We're not even at 2016 levels. What are you no. talking about? Like, <laughs> you could get gelato delivered to your door at 3 a.m. We're not exactly in the panic no. crisis over here. You know, it's yeah. so funny. No. I have a friend, a good friend of mine. He's been my friend forever, Rodman, uh, and he grew up in Hell's Kitchen. And he grew up in the New York of the 70s and that Times Square and that era like of New mean York. Like streets? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Harvey so Cattel vibes? And, and, and it's yeah. so funny. He moved to L.A., but I stayed in New York because I was doing the late night show. And I remember once taking a walk at night. I think I was walking my dog and I'm in Central Park at night. And I'm talking to him. He said, well, where are you right now? And I said, I'm in Central Park. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's like, you're in Central Park. And he looked at his watch. Get out of there. He's like, it's midnight. Get out of there. Get out. And I said, what are you talking about? And just then, you know those things that you see in Central Park sometimes where it's like, it's a circle with wheels. It's an iron. And and like 12 people can get in it. And if they all Arrive at the same time. Yes. And they all pedal. One of those went by and the people were like, (laughs) (laughs) wee. And he's like, what was that? 
are you being attacked? And I said, no, no. it was 12 people uh, wearing Lacoste shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eating Froger went, went, yeah, went by and and they offered me some free ice cream. Uh, a Yorkie brushed up against my leg. Oh my God, and that was, that was, did you immediately report it? Yeah, immediately. I went on the Citizen app. I was like, wild Yorkie off the leash, attacking Technically, people. that's a hate crime, so you got to watch exactly. it. <laughs> you know, I had, uh, I will say one of the things that I enjoy so much about you guys is you have, I think, for my money, the most uh, organic relationship with each other, comedic relationship. You're both really funny and you play off each other so well, but it's real. I was in situations back when I was a writer where I remembered producers would find two people who didn't know each other. And then they mm-hmm. would try to have us figure out how to make them funny together. That's the thing now that now that the old New York is returning, there's a there's a guy who I who is uh, I believe the term is underhoused who has a knife attached to a rope that he just swings around in a circle on like 34th and 8th, and he has a buddy that he hangs out with. So there's there's a, there's a perfect example of like a yeah they're on they're on HBO Max, Max. yeah yes oh damn they got scooped up already they've got a big HBO Max deal yeah that's a very weird episode of the flight attendant I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's a good gimmick though. Whenever they need to go to rehearsal, he just swings the knife and hits someone, and then yeah. they go to an EMT is called, and they go to commercial. It's a very that has, ingenious. That's got to make go. the union dues so expensive. You got the on, you got the nurse on set just currently having to put bandages on everyone because you know, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of the yeah. nurse. I've never had a nurse on set, and uh, no, we have one now because of COVID. We have to have a nurse, and she has to yell at celebrities because celebrities don't want to wear masks and stuff, and they don't realize that she. She's, they think she's just like a PA. And she's like, I went to school for nursing. Respect me. And we're like, you have to, Diddy, yeah. please put your mask on. You know. Like, yeah. Diddy. Just Diddy. <laughs> what kind of mask does Diddy have? He doesn't have just a regular mask, does he? He doesn't, he's got to have a different mask. Probably like a cashmere. <laughs> it, doesn't, yeah. it, it, it probably Wait, doesn't like block any no, viruses, no, it has but been, it's it just has a been flex. Proven, <laughs> cashmere has been proven to track COVID and nurture it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what cashmere does. Hundred percent. Yeah, and Diddy like, has like had llama fur. Yeah, he's had COVID nine times. <laughs> you <laughs> know never what? Takes off. Never Diddy takes is off so rich. Much. Diddy's already had COVID twenty two. We gotta wait. <laughs> we out here. Like you know, he had here. it imported. <laughs> exactly. Diddy gets all the variants imported, and uh, yeah. come on, very lucky. That's to have what him. the you new know, Ciroc lineup is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever you think about? I know that your origin story is you met at summer school. And I was thinking, you guys need a better origin story. We think about that all the time. You've got to invent one and get it out there now so it becomes part of the lore. Because meeting the way you guys met doesn't sound cool enough. You've done, you've pulled off such an amazing coup in the business. Now you need to go back and invent the origin story. I, we were working so. on a new one. We're coming, like, we met in a bar, uh, like, a uh, comedy club, open bar, whatever. I liked his jokes. He liked my jokes. And I was like, oh, you live in the Bronx. Cool, whatever. You want to ride home. We're riding home. He's not paying attention. We hit an old lady with the car and kill her. Huh? Love, it. Sees Love it. it. We, Love it. We, Love we, it. We drag her body. We put it in the trunk of the car. We have to end up burying her. And we're like, yo, we have to take a blood oath that we will never forget yes. about this and never speak about this. And also, let's launch a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So as you're tamping down the earth in her shallow grave uh, in upstate New York, because you drove all the way up. It's like Goodfellas. You drove all the way to upstate New York. As you're tamping down the earth over her freshly dug grave, uh, you say, we never speak about this again. You each cut a thumb. You press it together, right? Mm -hmm. And then you say, 
and now we start a podcast. Bodega Boys. And then, for life. even better, I go, you know what? Hiding this body is brought to you by who? Stamps.com. When you need to order stamps, I want you to go right online. They're available right there 24 7. But it turns out, do you know that they have forever stamps that are like forever? You only have to buy them one time, they never go up in price. And the price got, fluctuates. Then you hear, forever stamps? Tell me more. The lady isn't hey. dead yet. She's pulled herself half out of the yes. dirt. <laughs> and she's setting you up for the next ad. That yeah, sounds fantastic. Like, but what will what? I drink while I'm... <laughs> well, funny you mention that lady that we're trying to murder. Spindrift makes an amazing seltzer. That's right. It's very it's popular with old people juice. and people halfway near death, What you are doing right now. <laughs> no, you know what's funny? We actually came up with a podcast idea as we were pulling out the teeth so the body would be unidentifiable. Here we go. Just, yeah. just, just so make it nice work. and darker, right? Oh, no, you got to get rid of the teeth. You also have to get rid of the hands and the feet. Yeah, that part, true story. Cartel. No, I've been there. I've done shit. <laughs> the people that were no. making fun of my ideas back when I was twenty-two, I killed all of them. Remember all those comedy producers that went missing in the in nineteen eighty-five to eighty-eight? That was me. I did. Yeah, that. there. Yeah, there were flyers everywhere, right under the Doctor Zismore ad. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hope they find them. <laughs> You know what uh, I really enjoy so much about both of you is you both have, uh, there are comedians that I know and I consider you two the best at this, uh, who immediately have great information at their fingertips. And it's not like just one of you does that and and the other has a different skill. You both have it. You both come up with amazing information instantly. You always have it. And when I listen to you guys, I'm thinking, shit, it just seems to be endless. Like you are, I'm going to date myself now, but like your Rolodexes of just massive amounts Ooh. of information from your childhood, you haven't forgotten anything. I'm Yo. starting to get I'm starting to get to that age where I go, yeah, yeah, it's like those ads for, uh, damn it, mm -hmm. it's gone. <laughs> I don't have uh, Dr. Zismore at my fingertips. Remember the thing? Uh, that's going to be you guys in 40 years. It's going to be Jesus and Miro are still going. They've set the record for longest uh, running late night show. And it's going to be you guys going, yeah, it's like, remember you know, when the Knicks? Uh, yeah, but see, that is going to be even worse because in our minds, our memories are going to be fresh and relevant. And everyone's going to be like, no, you two ill geezers. No one wants to hear yeah. this. And we watching a Nick game. I'll be like, he reminds me of a young Raymond Felton. And everyone's going to be like, who is that? Who is, who is that? that? Hold on. Let me pause this and Google what grandpa over here said. There's nothing worse. <laughs> We're watching sports events. You're like, yeah, bro. He reminds me of Nick Swisher, and everyone's like, I'm 20. I have no idea what I you're have talking no about. Idea. I don't know where you're like, talking let me, about. Uh, let me call my father. Maybe he remembers what you're talking I'm about. I'm telling you guys, this is, I'm the old man. Uh, I'm telling you that this happens. It really does happen because you've been around, you, when you're around a long time, yes. you start saying things that to you seemed pretty recent, but it was mm -hmm. eight years ago. And in this culture, eight years ago was a thousand years ago. Oh, and, yeah. and you get, there's a, there's a sad quiet that comes from when you, <laughs> a young crowd, <laughs> when you make a reference like that and they're like, what? what? It's like, I was talking to this girl at a bar once and like, we're just talking about, I forgot we were talking, I was talking about like the greatest concert you went to and I was like, oh, this Kanye concert, blah, blah, blah. She was like, oh yeah, my mother used to play Kanye when I was growing up. And I was like, how are you legally in this bar? How are you here? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you start, you gotta start doing math. What exactly. I was uh, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I almost made a Snorks reference the other day. And I was just like, uh, wow. I was like, you know what? Never mind. Even no, the people who make snorks don't even want you to make snorks. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I, Sona, what's a snork? 
Yeah, I, Snorkel you know was what? like, oh, I know what a snorkel okay. was. Okay, like, sorry. Yeah. Matt, let's hear, let's like, hear Matt I don't pipe even, in. I don't, I don't Matt, you say know. you claim to know what a snorkel is. Like, what is it? Yo, okay. Uh, by the way, I just want, uh, this is audio, I, I don't know if this is audio or video only. Matt threw his arms up like, you don't know what snorks are? I know. I he's I mean, know. I'm he's, got, he's I'm scoffing incensed. everyone in the room. Yeah, he's living right now. <laughs> snorks are like underwater Smurfs and they have little snorkels. Right. But remember... Their little snorkels, didn't they go, uh, with, they were kind of like tails, so they, if they were happy, they went up or something like that, so there was like, were they, they weren't like erections on them, right? Or am I just remembering <laughs> something from I think adult? they were kid-friendly emotional erections. Also, yeah, yeah. weren't they, this sounds absolutely horrific. Yeah. They were it's kind a, of a cash grab by the Smurfs, they were like, if you like yeah. Smurfs, you want Smurfs yeah, underwater? definitely. There we go. Oh, definitely. How about that? They're like, yeah. it's the 80s, the people who made this are probably coked up. Listen, you're going to buy the toys from Hasbro, <laughs> just watch them, come on. Yeah. So it's an underwater Smurf that becomes erect, that's what you're saying it is. Right, and there was, wasn't it like the Smurfs, there was only one female snork? Yeah. I think maybe, yeah. And it felt like they all had very distinct personalities yes. with no overlap. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't there like word snork? Snorkel? Like the way Smurfs yeah. would be like, Smurfy, Smurf. They'd be like, snork. Yeah, snork, 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 snork. Yeah. And then there was like an evil yeah. mer, like, mer lady. Trying to eat them know. or something. There always yeah. has to be an yeah. evil toy. I gotta Google this. Yeah. I gotta see yes. what they look like. Yeah, look that up and see what it looks like. What about um, you guys are at that level of success? And again, I congratulate you. By the way, I was driving my car a week ago, and I came to uh, a light, Flex. and I slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, right, guys. Car. That's car. right. <laughs> you two will get a Ford Probe one day. <laughs> hey. um, you did it. You made a reference. <laughs> guys, when you've been in the business as long as I have, you eventually get to have an automobile. But I pull up in my car, and... Uh, I see there's a, one of those bus stop ads and it says, uh, Desus and Miro, uh, and it says Kings of Late Night. And I, wow. I put down my window and I looked at it and I thought, they have won. Ah. They have won and I have lost. <laughs> Were you really that gracious? No. no. I, I, I turned my wheel and I crashed into the ad. <laughs> you can actually find the footage. I respect that. I respect so, that. Then the police, uh, you know, just, they, they stopped me to question me and I got out of the car and I ran. And, uh, they, and But they knew it was me, which was a mistake. They were like, you look like Conan O'Brien. Yeah. And I said, you'll never catch me or find me as and I Left your like, car no, there. I'm not. I'm not Conan O'Brien. I'm, I'm not Conan O'Brien for the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very tall white man running down the street quickly. With no vertical leap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. 
Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, beat. I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. <laughs> well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take Sorry. it. Just take it down. I notch. didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. Uh, so I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. Boy. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not, that's more people than are on earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. (laughs) That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn. 
the place to be, to be. I'm very happy for you guys. I'm curious about the merch situation because this is something that comes up. There's, you guys are going to have what I think is this surreal experience, and I'm sure you've had it already now, where they show you T-shirts, they show you stuff, and they go, here's this merch. What do you think? Um, what's the cool, first of all, what's the, what's the stuff that you're really loving that you're coming out with? Oh, we have, uh, if we drop our actual prime of private merch line, like that goes directly for the bodega, uh, bodega hive and goes directly with the podcast. That stuff sells out in a couple of minutes. It's That's fantastic. Ridiculous. People resell it on the secondary market for twice its value. There's shirts we don't even have that people have. And then forget it. If you wear like the Dizamero friends and family shirt that the production wear, at like they're just like bro I'm in the bar chicks are hitting on me left and right I can't get it like they love the show and then the women that work on our show are like they can't wear it in public because guys are like so you work on D- oh wow you know Jesus Merrill that's so cool can I like marry you well see so this is what kind of thing. <laughs> this is what I want so uh, suddenly I'm the, oh so I'm the guy that flex because I have a car uh, and there you go. uh, you're telling me that people can get laid just wearing your stuff um, that doesn't listen. happen when you're wearing a Conan t-shirt <laughs> well you know it, it, it's listen I have to wear the t-shirt because I'm driving an 05 Honda Accord. Okay. <laughs> uh, it balances out. <laughs> so my question is, because I've had this experience where someone will come to me with something and go, what do you think of this? And it's absolutely terrible. It's absolutely mm. hideous. Have they come to you with anything where clearly they're not thinking clearly and they've put your names and faces on like a toilet seat some, or a urinal cake, something that just uh, is abhorrent to you? Every now and then we get pitched something that it, just, it usually comes directly to our email and not through our agent, which usually lets us know this is a terrible idea. And they're like, hey, do you remember want to be the face of baked beans? And you're like, what? what? The answer is yes. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, listen, for too long, Boston's had a death grip on baked beans. We're going to do Bronx baked beans. And you're like, what? <laughs> They're like, hey, listen, so like, we're going to give you, uh, we'll give you $200 each. We're going to use your names and your voices in perpetuity for 10 years and you get free beans. And you're like, I don't, this doesn't sound like a good idea. But then if I read that email at 4 a.m. when I'm hungry, I'm like, I could go for some free beans. That could change the whole game. So I'll tell you a real story. I was with my mom and we were in Westerly, Rhode Island once and we walked into, and this is, you know, I'd been doing the late night show a number of years. Things are going well. And I went into this Italian restaurant with my mom and we're getting dinner and the waitress comes up and she says, you know what? I recognize you. Um, and I called the manager and he has a proposition for you. <laughs> and I said, oh, oh yeah, what's that? And this was like a strip mall Italian, uh, Italian restaurant. And she said, <laughs> you come back here next weekend and you spend Saturday and Sunday here and you say hi to all the guests and take photos with them and we'll promote it <laughs> and your meal is free. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, That's, come on. I remember, I remember like, I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This. Let me, let me oh. circle back on that. 48 hours of work for, two, for a plate of breadsticks? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to try and get you guys the same deal. That's what I'm going to try and do. Listen, I'm going to see if I can you get know, you at least as good a deal as that. The merch is dope, but it's like also I'm like I want to meet the person who has a Jesus and Mero duvet mm-hmm. like I want to meet I want to meet you like are you like you're super down with the with the with the brand 
if your if your whole bed spread is like Jesus and Meryl. Also, I feel you know like I mean? those those people who need to go on a list because they might kill us. There's certain no. certain pieces of merch aren't really for people to buy, and so you can add them to a list of people to watch in the future. Because if they buy stuff that's just a little too like if like if it's a t-shirt and it just like has like the skin of our face on it or some weird thing, and only one person buys it, you're like okay. All right, you're not coming to any live shows. I don't like. I don't like the cut of your jib. I think if they're buying a duvet, they're not going to kill you. It's going to be more like misery. They're going to cripple yeah, you uh, and, and lay you both out on the bed, and they're going to lie between you, and uh, you're going to just be lying there with them. Yeah, and they're going to make you guys. They're going to throw out topics and make you riff on them for like 48 hours at a time. That's what's oh, going to happen. But see, then they'd have to allow us access to Twitter, otherwise we'd run out of things to talk about. And like, <laughs> we'd just be doing the same jokes over... What if they kidnapped us in the beginning of the pandemic? We'd still be doing Tiger King jokes. You think they want that? <laughs> that would be terrible. Oh, my God. I, I never want to hear the words Joe or exotic ever again in my life. <laughs> I know. That's, and I used to uh, love the word exotic. And they ruined it for you. Weed, dancers <laughs> yeah they ruined tigers for me i yeah. imagine you guys are very frank in this book about all kinds of things um yeah. you talk about you don't have mad respect for uh for alcohol right is that is that fair to say so you, you when you're getting oh, into oh, like I said that. Oh. as far as like drugs are concerned you feel like alcohol like, is just a waste of time yeah it's like a fake drug it's like yo know, it's it's like i'm a drug but it's like i don't know it's like how Fire like sparklers are considered fireworks. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Got it. They shouldn't it's be like, in the same yo, category. Yeah, <laughs> like yo, you're a drug, but I could go to a bar and get you. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta really go hard and like you know pr get behind the wheel of a car to like endanger myself or like drink so much that I gotta get my stomach pumped. And that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. That's very. I'm saying you you uh, you're very um, and you speak very passionately about uh, weed, uh, what the kids now call marijuana. Or wacky cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes. That's <laughs> Jazz cigarettes. You're going to get arrested. If, if somebody comes up to you looking for pot, you're going to jail. I remember my uncle once said to me, he, there was some mus musician, he came to see me at Saturday Night Live, and there was some musician, the band was playing at Saturday Night Live, and I was a writer there, and he, he pointed to the guitar player, and he said, tell me that guy with the guitar doesn't have a jazz cigarette jammed down his bootleg. <laughs> all right. All right, constable. Jazz okay. cigarette jammed down his bootleg. You got it, Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Did I say he was, did I tell you he was wearing a trench coat at the time and solving crimes? And he was in black and white and the rest of us were in just, color. Just but, did it in prohibition. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. I've tried over the years a couple of times to... To, to smoke pot and it yeah. has never worked for me. I'm, it's, I don't know what's going on. Am I just too uptight, Sona? What I is think it? so, right? Uh, don't you guys think like if you're already too uptight that it'll make you even more paranoid? And uh, you know what? You depends. have to have you have to have a real good reason to smoke pot. You can't just smoke pot just because hey, people are smoking pot. It's cool. You have to be going through some sort of dire stress or something that's really tearing you apart for you to at, a, at an older age for you to appreciate pot because if you did it in high school or whatever it's like oh cool kids euphoria uh, uh, uh. now you gotta be like yo I might lose my house I might lose this court case uh, <laughs> right you know right. what they, they they saw there's videotape of us hitting the old lady with the car what are we gonna do that was <laughs> right. kind of situations then you smoke on the pot and it's not gonna work on the first time you hit it you have to smoke a couple of times and then and it's not going to be like life changing. It's just going to be like, yo, it's going to take you down a notch. And then the more you smoke, then you can become terrible. You can grow dreads. You can transfer to NYU. You can <laughs> yeah. do whatever you want. I'm going to do all those things. I'm glad yes. that you. I'm yeah. glad that you suggested that. I am going to 
start smoking. I'm going to make it, I'm going to smoke jazz cigarettes consistently. And yeah. then I'm mm-hmm. going to grow dreads. Okay. Yes. Um, you got to gonna... smoke the right ones, though. You got to smoke the right jazz cigarettes. If you smoke the wrong jazz cigarettes, then you're going to fly into a panic and think that the FBI <laughs> is looking for you. And you're going to end up smashing yourself through your glass coffee table for no reason at all. <laughs> now, Sona, I'll out her now, but everyone knows, she's uh, she's pregnant with twins. Yeah. And she's expecting hey. her. She's expecting hey. any day now, uh, so she's been good now for for nine months. But yeah. uh, you enjoyed uh, the edibles. I'm a big edibles fan. I mean, uh, I don't know what the situation is in New York, but in in LA, you just go and buy whatever you want. And it's, you know, nice low dosage edibles. It's the best. Well, and also think, in, L- in LA, you, you get them like the way you used to get a mint at a diner. Yeah. They just give them to you at the end of the meal. Just- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were just in LA and someone gave us a, a whole bunch of edibles. And the thing is, like, we're such hardcore smokers. The edibles they gave us were too weak. So I went to the dispensary. <laughs> And I was like, listen, I'm from, listen, bro, I'm from New York. We don't got edibles. I'm here to fill up my suitcase and I don't care if TSA catches me. <laughs> and I was like, what is, I was like, look, let's go. Let's go with some edibles. And it was like, okay, well, these are like five milligrams. And I was like, bro, I'm from the Bronx. I have my Timberlands in LA. I'm suffering through June gloom. I need the hard stuff. And the hardest they could give me was like 50 milligrams. And I was like, can I just like put them all in my mouth at the same time? They was like, yeah, just don't say you got it from us. So I, I, I get yeah. the, I get the fun with the edibles. Yeah. I, fun with yeah. Edibles. I started like, it's funny. Cause like in our previous program, we were out in L- in uh, L.A., like, did the whole Venice Beach, you know, graffiti, uh-huh. weightlifting, basketball thing. I was, like, I made a, a, a promise to myself that, like, I've been smoking weed since I was, like, 13. So this is, and I'm 30, I just turned 38. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's been, I don't know, math, but that's a long time smoking weed. <laughs> so I was right. just like, uh, You just told us all we need to know about smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just did a very good public service announcement. For- <laughs> there you go. Right now, someone's taking that blunt, and they're like, you know what? Eh. Let me put this out for a second. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or maybe I keep smoking it and they're like this guy. But no, I was like, I made a, I made a promise to myself. I was like, listen, you're going to get the highest you've ever been in your life because it's legal here and you don't just have to smoke it in its staircase and run if you hear footsteps. So you can, and they had all kind of cute shit too, like le- weed lemonade, yeah. weed brownies, oh, weed gummies. Best. You know what I mean? Like, so I was just like uh, stocking up and I literally was drinking like a thousand milligram weed lemonade mm-hmm. and like <laughs> like shooting three pointers. You know what I mean? I went oh, one for sixteen from from beyond the arc, but you know I was still out. And here, it was great. But... I'm glad you kept track at least. You were able to keep track. And we're just trying to talk to him as we're recording, and he's just doing grunts. He sounded like Tim the Two Man Taylor from Home Improvement. I'm like, are you alright? He's like, huh? Huh? I'm like, all right. He's still breathing. All right, work fully functional, just chilling. Terrifying helicopter ride I got to sleep on. <laughs> yeah, we almost died in a helicopter oh, ride. Oh, I read about that. That's, so, in, that's in the book. You, I read about it. Yeah. Yeah. You, got, you guys were in a helicopter. It felt like this is not going to end well. It got mm-hmm. perilous. And uh, Miro, you were just so out of it, you didn't care. Is that right? No. I was just like, I was like, you know what? This is a good time to take a nap. Because you don't want to <laughs> die awake. You know, you'd rather die. You know, people are like, I'd rather die in my sleep. Never. Yeah, I guess you that's I mean? good. I, when I'm in a, ever in a near-death experience, I'm going to try and fall asleep as quickly take a as nap. possible. Yeah, just take a well, nap. Well, what I learned from it is if you're in a helicopter and it's about to crash and someone's sleeping, you wake them up. We're all going to be awake when we hit the ground. None of this dying peacefully in your sleep. Sorry, my guy. <laughs> okay? When I've listened to you and I've watched the show, it feels like uh, one of the things that... 
I never did this successfully. I never had beef with anybody. I know. And I, and I always felt like um, that's kind of something that, that some people are very good at. And then uh, I remembered once, it wasn't that long ago, but you guys had beef, but it didn't feel like it was worthy of you because it was with Jaleel White. Uh, oh. you know? And I felt like the things that are flawed, and I'm, I swear to God, you guys don't need my help. You need nothing from me, but I'm just going to offer constructive criticism. A, better origin story. I like the new one you've come up with. You didn't meet mm -hmm. in summer school. You met when you both killed an old woman accidentally and you buried her upstate. B, I love the beef thing. You've got to have, but it, it can't be Jaleel White. You've got to step it yeah. up a notch. It's got to be bigger than that. Technically, we have beef with Obama. He came in hot talking spicy about our Knicks and, you know, like... There's only but so much beef you can have with a former president. He can get a drone strike. He can have the yeah. Secret Service shoot you. <laughs> so, you know, it's not... We're still trying to work it out, but I think Obama's other a, people... A good guy... That's a good guy to have beef with. I've noticed he likes to talk smack, that guy. He likes to... He does. I, I'll back I, and forth. I, I was... Uh, Years ago, when I did uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner, I, I'm there, and he's in a line greeting people before the dinner, and he's greeting people, and my brother had come down, my brother and his wife, uh, Justin and Joanna, and they go up, and they're taking a picture with uh, the president and the first lady, and all of a sudden, I hear Obama, I'm standing in the corner, not taking a picture, because you know, I'm, I'm worried about my set, and I hear, mm -hmm. Conan, Conan, and I look over, and it's President Obama, and he says, your brother, much better looking than you. <laughs> See? And I'm See? like, what the fuck did I do? Wow. I'm, just, wow. I'm just in the corner minding my own business. Shots fired. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought he had to seek yeah. me out in the room to shit yeah. on me. And yeah. uh, he is, yeah. he's that wild. guy. He's that guy. He is that guy. He's, he knows he's what the- What movie is that? With, with the sniper? It would like, it's like uh, Jude Law plays a sniper behind enemy lines? Oh, yeah. yeah enemy at the gates. Enemy at the gates. He just <laughs> enemy at the gates too, bro. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 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 I would have went with an American sniper reference there, but, you know, enemy at the gates. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. Matt's got all the deep cuts with snorks behind the gates. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matt's your guy. Matt remembers yeah. everything. Obama's like the roommate that slowly kills you using eye drops when you're not watching. Like you, have to, <laughs> like, you don't see what he's doing, but he gets you. Yes. He tricks you because he's got this, I don't know, I noticed it because uh, we talked to him a couple of weeks ago and he was just, he's got this walk. He's got this mm -hmm. very chill walk and he says uh -huh. it's, and he chill, he, he fools you with this, I'm a regular, I'm a guy from Hawaii. Yeah. I don't get that worked up about stuff. I'm no drama Obama. I'm just, mm -hmm. and, and so you're not expecting it. And also mm -hmm. he's a man that has had to contemplate real problems and had the nuclear code. So you yeah. think there's no yeah. way he's going to take the time, make me look like a fool. And then he does. Yep. Oh, he no. does. He's got time. He's got time. <laughs> now have you have you seen have you seen his book? It's eighty thousand pages. He's got yes, plenty of right? <laughs> yes, I and the best part of Obama is he he does he comes off like you say he comes off so cool and you're like oh he's former president he's so cool he would probably have that same level of coolness if he was just like your aunt's unemployed husband that you know <laughs> yep. sometimes yep. stole some stuff you'd be like ah, I hate this. I, I hate Barry but you know what he's a good guy ah uh, he's a you good guy ah uh, Barry's Barry's a, kind of a wild guy but he's you know he's the number one real estate agent you know what I mean he's a stand up guy you know. or it annoys me that Barry doesn't get a job. And he hangs. He sleeps on the couch, and he doesn't contribute to the rent. But he's a cool guy. He's a cool he's guy. A cool he's guy. Really yeah. Cool. yeah, he's chill. 
He comes through with weed sometimes. Or he's just like, hey, he's like, Conan, you hungry? They were having two for one whoppers at Burger King. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh thank you. Oh, wait, this all, right. Guy. all right. Thank so, you. So that's so thought. That was so nice of you. There's a Listerine strip on the one that he gives to you. What's that? Uh, he puts a Listerine strip in the one that he gives to you. Like, ha gotcha, motherfucker. <laughs> you thought shit was straight? Is that a prank from back in the day, putting a Listerine strip on someone's hamburger? <laughs> that sounds like a depression era prank. Like. I know, that doesn't sound, uh, I realize later on, sometimes pranks, people will tell you about a prank they pulled and it just is random violence, you know? Yeah. yeah. They'd be like, I pulled yeah. a funny prank, what'd you do? Uh, I dropped a knife out a window. <laughs> it fell on a, guy's, <laughs> fell on a guy's shoulder and you're like, that's not, that's not a prank. What happened? Well, oh, he got really fucked up. Remember at one time in American history, a prank was, uh, let's see how many people could fit in a phone booth? Yes. Like, what's the fun in that? Just me and my boys just all rubbing together in a tight booth. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it used to cool. be just... another one was uh, flagpole sitting, like in the 1950s. Yeah. Like, I think uh, cramming into uh, a phone booth is 1950s. 1920s was sitting on a flagpole weeks at a time. And you think, what? you know, we just... Something was, uh, again, another, more proof that America is a very sick place. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Just so one of our great grandfathers just like, you know what? I really need to invent cable. We can't keep watching this shit. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> this is absolutely terrible. Well, how are you guys liking uh, doing, uh, being in the world of late night television? Because in a way, it's not that big an advance from what you've been doing for a long time. So when I started in late night, uh, it was, I hadn't been doing anything like that. I'd been thinking a lot about comedy, but not doing anything remotely like that. And this feels like a natural extension of what you've already been doing. Seems like a logical order of operations. You know what I'm saying? You go from a podcast that's audio only, and then you know, you turn the cameras on. Why not? You know what I mean? So you can see the reactions and everything else. I feel like we've been doing it together for so long that audience, no audience, like it kind of doesn't matter. Just right. just roll the cameras. I feel like once right. we yeah. got to the previous network, like they 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 figured that out real quick. And they were like, yo, just keep the cameras rolling. As long as these guys are talking, just roll. Because we're going to get something. We, we might have to edit until 2 a.m., but we're going to get some half an hour of pure uncut. Also, you know, it's great. Uh, it helps that we're not ugly. Because if we were ugly, yeah. we'd probably not have a late night show. That's very important. Like they, yeah. People in Hollywood, they're not honest enough about that. You have some very talented comedians out there, except they're ugg mugs, and no one yeah. wants to see them. And thankfully, you know, as three attractive people, myself, Meryl, and Conan, oh, yeah. we are blessed enough. Thank you for including me in that. I think it's yeah, touch yeah. and go with me, especially as I age. Uh, I'm like an old tree that has rot. But I, I do... I, I think that you're right. It is a natural extension. I just occurred to me as you were describing your guy's arc that I'm going the other way. I'm leaving late night television and I have a podcast now. So <laughs> I'm doing your guy's career in reverse. Wow. And so, uh, yeah. Conjurman wow. Button. I am the Benjamin Button version <laughs> of Desus and Miro. That's what I am. All right. I would have went with Tenant. You know, a more recent movie about <laughs> reverse aging. But again, do we want to make this podcast old as shit? So, you know. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm with you, Mara. I'm with you. <laughs> Let's go. Well, Matt, it's Matt. It's your job to jump in and say those things before I can disgrace myself. You know, yeah. you were the elder care nurse of this podcast. It's your job to get to me before I shit the bed and say. It is time for you to take your medicine. Before I say Benjamin Button, you know, it's your job to jump in quickly and say the cooler reference. Well, you know what? You're 
in a good position where you're already established and now you can do a podcast, which is even a bigger flex. You don't have to go through that thing where it's just yes. like, oh, I only have, oh, my, I did a podcast, I got 20 listens, which is just like yeah. humiliating. And also like we interviewed Eddie Murphy and we said to him, we was like, do you ever want to do a podcast? And he literally looks at us and goes, what the hell is a podcast? What is that? Right. So, oh, well, Eddie know. does <laughs> famously live in a bubble. He just doesn't know. <laughs> about anything. Yeah. After Beverly Hills Cop 2, he stopped knowing anything about, he doesn't know about the internet. Uh, he doesn't know who the presidents have been. I mean, he's literally lived I, in a different world. You know, he's just I want to get to that level. I want to get to, it's like I was at, <laughs> yes. I was at a show once and it was Jerry Seinfeld on stage and he was like, what is Uber? Can someone explain Uber to me? And I was like, Someone oh tell me, what is this Uber? Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, he does so not- So you call a stranger to pick you up, <laughs> and, then they, and then they pick up another stranger? I was like, wow. What's the deal with that? I want to get to that level of disconnect. I want yeah. them to be like, how much does it cost to get on the subway? And I'm like, $27. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> tell me more about this subway. Do they take Bitcoin? What are snorks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Well, guys, it does bring up a good point, which is it's uh, it's going so well for you. But then do you think about what what the next step is after this? I may be getting ahead. It's it's going so well. But do you think about, all right, what's uh, what's the next stage? Is there a movie in here somewhere? Is there an animated series? Uh, uh, truthfully, like Cirque du Soleil, Las Vegas vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Jesus and I. And like tie-dye tights, you know what I mean? Just spinning mm-hmm. around with each other. I'm actually thinking about the combination of in- those incredible dancers with those incredible bodies wearing those outfits spinning I- in Vegas while you listen to, and it's all syncopated to the audio track of you guys doing the opening for your show uh, the, where you guys are talking. But it's syncopated uh, so that their movements exactly are in line with what you're saying that's a great show. That's a great show. Genius. That's a show I would go and see. Yes. And then for the the grand ending, we steal from Gallagher and we just do like, we smash the watermelon, yeah. but, we sma- but we smash the chopped cheese. So it's just greasy and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just super gross. It's just like nasty. <laughs> the variety of review is a true smash until the ending. Uh, disappointed the ending. that like, they chose They're like, if you're lactose cheese. intolerant, please stay away from the front three rows. We're like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that whole Gallagher run is going to get cut out because it was too current. <laughs> For my show, yes. You can never go wrong with watermelon-based comedy. That's the one thing I've learned in Hollywood. You've completely confused my audience, which stopped watching everything after Benjamin Button. Um, (laughs) And stopped watching comedy. Gallagher's timeless. Yeah, after Gallagher, they stopped watching uh, uh, fruit-based comedy. So uh, they don't know what's happening. Well, listen, gentlemen, uh, it has been uh, an honor to talk to you, and I really am genuinely happy uh, and I talked to so many people just in the last 24 hours because people are always asking me, who are you talking to today? And I mentioned your name and uh, just pure delight. People are so, oh. uh, you've got so many fans out there, as you know. We, listen, we would not be here if it wasn't for you. We were watching your show religiously. That's stole so many. We, we stole so many jokes from you. We just had to change like little things like red hair or Boston. It's worked out <laughs> so well. And we just want to thank you for all that. Hey, yo, this is, and this is like true story. Like I did not have cable forever. And I was watching you at like 3 a.m. on a 13-inch Sony Trinitron in my bedroom, like, in the year 2000. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, shout out to Pimp Bot 5000, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh, oh, yeah. That's sweet. 
No, you know, I have to say, you'll, you will experience this too, but the greatest thrill, there's so many nice things that come along with getting into this ridiculous business, but the I think the all-time top thing is when you're talking to people that you admire who are, do, who are doing comedy and performance that you really admire, and then you find out they checked you out uh, as a kid, nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. Uh, so uh, just thrilled, thrilled to hear that you didn't have cable and that I was your only choice. <laughs> That's right. Wow. You did the right thing. Anyway, guys, uh, really uh, thrilled to know you and continued success uh, and onward and upward. And I'll work on uh, I'll work on my game. I'm going to pick it up. Go. I'm going to start. I'm going to get the go. references. I'm going to get my references well into 2002. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So watch out. <laughs> Just want to shout out. A lot of y'all don't realize Conan apparently is a blood. He has on a blood bandana around his neck. <laughs> I am a blood. Just wanna, I am a blood. Just want to give a shout out Listen to our on. homie Bonin O'Brien. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I put this up if, you know, if I, and I did a COVID test and they, the nurse, they want you to wear a mask. So yeah. I have this uh-huh. thing. Uh, yeah. But I realized recently I, um. That you look I like look, you're going to rob a general store? Yeah, I look like I'm a general store. I also look a little bit like sort of a, a cowboy gigolo. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm some pulling tricks out there. I'm, yeah. Hey. yeah. And he did pick his allegiance. He's a blood. Now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. A, I'm sort of a blood, but I'm also, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out there and I'm selling my body if I can. So, <laughs> you're the only, you are the only person that has ranked voting for what gang you're going to join. You're like, ah, no, books don't work out. I'll go to the Crips. You know, we'll check it out. I'll check it out. Listen, I like you know. to, it's like visiting a college you know you gotta you gotta walk around the campus a little bit check out some gold fans <laughs> I'm gonna spend some time with you bloods to see if uh, this works out for me or then I might try the Crips for a little bit and he's down um, guys seriously uh, I can't thank you enough uh, continued success and uh, thank you and so much live. man I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And oh. for good reason. It's an absolute hit! Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever, okay? Okay. But lately, I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do partner events where you can build on each other's boards and crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for, or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level, but they did. (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have fun new mini games, plus with tons of rewards to collect, like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah. And we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. 
Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I Then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. Okay, guys, uh, quite a while ago, we used to do a recurring segment called Big Dick History, and it's time to bring it back out of the vault. Yes, I forget how we started talking about this, because I am a real history buff. I love reading about history. And then it somehow got perverted by you freaks into this segment called <laughs> Big Dick History, uh, which is something I never signed on for. But um, <laughs> I am, I feel... Like I've completely lost control of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, if the fans wish it, uh, I will do as I'm asked. Okay, well, it's going to come down to this. Another quiz for you two. And this is called Big Dick History, The Ideal Wang. Okay. <gasps> this is just awful. I am so excited. <laughs> this is not the kind of podcast I want to do. It's not the kind of humor I like to delve into. But uh, but uh, when Captain Gorley is, uh, is at the helm... Uh, this is what I must submit to. All right, go I, ahead. I'm sorry. I just I want to just add. I think it's important to note that I did win the first one because oh, you okay. cheated on a question about a uh, male porn star. So I, I am the reigning That's champion right. of yeah, the Big Dick okay. History quizzes. I don't recall because I care about the world we live in and real issues. Okay, oh, in this corner is the champion, Sonam Obsessian, yeah. and in this corner, the contender, Conan O'Brien. All right, This is big. So this is the ideal wang throughout history. What I'm going to do is name an era of ancient history and give you three options into what was the most popular type of Todger. Okay, this comes from Bustle.com. <laughs> what? Todger? Is that a real name for a... Sure, look, I'm running out of synonyms for Willie, okay? I call it the old William Carlos Williams. <laughs> okay, so what type of William Carlos Williams was the most popular kind of John Thomas from that era? Does okay. that make sense? Are we, t are we talking like how it's... How big it is, how it angles itself. No, no, just the oh. name for it. No, no, no. Sorry, it is that. It is a description. It's. It will be three different physical descriptions. And remember, because this is an audio podcast, to answer, you have to yell out your name. Okay. okay? You have to remember that because you never remember that. You just start That's talking. your buzzer. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I often yell out my own name <laughs> during sex. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's an old bit. Go ahead. Good, you're keeping It's the narcissist who yells out his blue. own name during sex. Okay. Come on. It's okay, so remember, I'm going to read three. It, you can buzz in with your name at any time, but once Conan. you do that. So you're going to give us descriptions? Oh, God. Wait, of an, uh, this uh, is like watching paint dry, <laughs> listening to you. Excuse me. Let me just make sure I understand the rules. You're we such a to, Tracy flick right now. Just let it go. We have to guess the era. 
No, I will tell you. No, the he'll era, tell us the error. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We have to, what's the best? What's the most uh, positive description? Okay. Yeah, it's what people. What was the most like in vogue type? I didn't know it This is just, okay. I mean, I love any any game show where describing how to play it takes 45 <laughs> minutes is a failed game show. You know, <laughs> on, on, on Wheel of Fortune, they're not, Pat Sajak isn't out there for, you know, 40 minutes saying, so I'll spin the wheel. And when it ends on that, then that's what you do, you see. And then you'll see the letters. I have a question, Pat. That's my Pat Sajak impression. All right, here we go. Oh, God. Here we go. Ancient Egypt. And here are the three types. Name which one was the most type of popular penis. Curvy and girthy, clean and circumcised, tall and thin. Conan. Conan. This middle one. I'll read them again. Curvy and girthy, clean and circumcised, tall and thin. Conan. Yes. The first one. What the? F- Jesus what the, Christ! What? What? <laughs> the cur- Which one curvy and girthy. Curvy and girthy is incorrect. Sona, you get to have a guess. You know now. what? Your two remaining I, choices. I'm yeah. going to guess clean and circumcised because that's, that's correct. The, that's the one he originally guessed. And to yeah. know that I can get the answer right by guessing what you originally guessed makes me feel that's like I've already victory. won. They were circumcising yeah. in ancient Egypt. They sure were. Yeah. What did they? What did they use? The tip of a pyramid? What did they? How did they do that? How did, <laughs> They'd have to haul a baby up to the top of a pyramid, put its uh, its John yeah. Dewey down there, and then hit it with a rock? This is known from a surviving um, manuscript called the Turin Erotic Papyrus. Yeah, basically more proof that pornography has always been with us. Okay, number two, ancient Greece and Rome. And your options are stubby and soft, long and lean, or small and uncut. Conan. Conan. Long and lean. Sorry, that's incorrect. Sona. Um, I'm going to say stubby just because when I think of Greek men, I think of lots of hair. So the first one. What's stubby got to do with hair? Wait, oh, stubby. I thought. Oh, you mean stubbly? Like they shaved it like a a beard? Yeah, I thought you meant hairy. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sorry. Neither of you are correct. Oh, no. It's small and uncut. If you think of your great, you know, Grecian art, you see that. Reflected quite a bit. You you think those are small? <laughs> <laughs> I always walk out of museums going, Jesus! <laughs> that, that baby statue was hung. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that angel was packing serious heat! <laughs> My wife is always crying to walk out of the museum. Please be quiet. Okay. It is uh, one point Sona, zero points Conan. We are on to number zero three points. out of five. I'm kind of proud that I'm losing, zero I have to tell points. you. Yeah. yeah it, no, you, you're not. You hate this so much that you you hate losing. Ancient India. Mm, my Here specialty. Just the tip. All are welcome and tapered like a wizard's wand. Sona. Yeah. Tapered like a wizard's wand. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Shoot. Conan, your remaining options are just the tip. And all are welcome. Well, I'm going to go with 
Number two, all are welcome. Correct. We are tied uh, up here on the ideal wine quiz. Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you something about this. comes from the Kama Sutra and that male sizes of genitals were named for small, medium, and large. And they were the hare, the bull, and the horse. The female genital sizes were named deer, mare, and elephant, which is weird because mare is the medium and male is the horse. That's the large. They don't line up, oh, but that's wow. what it is. Yeah. I just heard our shot at a Peabody disappear. <laughs> well, we're going to get a pee body. Shot? Weeks ago, talking to President Obama, doing my best. I've talked to historians. I've really tried to elevate us. And then you come along riding your uh, <laughs> flying wang into the picture. And you, you lower the conversational tone. So anyway, uh, happy. Uh, thank you. Okay. Number four. Edo period Japan. Number one, huge, uncircumcised, and veiny. Number two, delicate, dainty, and shrouded in silk. Or three, sharp like a samurai sword. Uh, Conan. Sona, I believe. The second one, the one shrouded in silk. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Conan, your options are huge, uncircumcised, and veiny, or sharp like a samurai sword. It would be number three, sharp like a samurai sword. That is incorrect. See, that's too obvious. It's huge, uncircumcised, and veiny. And this is our last question, so this is for all the marbles, as it were. All the testicles, okay? No, you're just, this is a side of you that's you shouldn't be proud of. This is not... not, Oh, I'm not proud. This is just the lowest... uh, Okay, ready? Henry VIII's England... Off with its head, which means circumcised. Prim and proper, or all about the bulge. Conan. Sona. No, we both said it at the same time, and you can listen on audio. I am listening on audio. You know what? I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. That's actually a smart choice. Yeah. You're doing the Monty Hall paradox. Prim and proper, number two. That's incorrect, Sona. Ah! You can take it all here. That's what I was going to guess, too. Wait, can you tell me the other two? Off with its head, meaning circumcised. Or all about the bulge. All about the bulge. That's right. Soda keeps her championship streak. Oh, my God. Nothing makes me happier in life than beating you at things. I can't even tell you how good this feels. And everything that I've ever done in my life pales in comparison to when I beat you at something. It just feels so fantastic. Nope. You know your way around a penis. (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador.